A lot today on the uh, on the Phils and the Eagles more lately. Let's swing back to the 76ers conversation for a moment because Saturday night's game was a reminder of how the Sixers can be good but not good enough, good but not great. I mean, it was a winnable game, John, and in the end for a whole host of reasons. And it's not because Embiid's shot didn't count. It's because bad defense at the end on Tatum. It's, you know, a blown lead. It's Harden coming up small down the stretch. It's Maxie having a bad game. I'm What's not... going on with Maxie? You know, it, 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 he's all over the place. Started the season as a starter, and then he became the, hey, we're going to bring him off the bench guy. Don't you, Doesn't it feel like all of these machinations with Tyrese Maxey are not having the desired effect? You know, to, the, to this point. They're sort of not defining his role the way it needs to be defined, and I think we're suffering as a team for it. And, you know, last night, it was it was good to see Joel do Joel's thing, but who was it who was talking to us saying uh, basically what he cares most about is that he gets his points? That 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 sticks in my craw because I think it might be partially true. Uh, I love that. Look, he was great. There's nothing to he, criticize he him was for great. on Saturday. He, he was, was great. He was awesome. But I I do it, it does trouble me that you. Only sometimes he turns it on full bore on the defensive side of things. And I know you got a kind of budget. I know it must yeah. be much different when you're 7-2. But uh, the inconsistency at times uh, where it feels like he's much more offensively focused, you know, that can't happen in the postseason. No. We see him make a difference as a rim protector very rarely, but we know he can do it. Why doesn't he do it more? That, that bothers me. But, look – I feel a lot more positive about the the game on Saturday than than you do. I was bugged by it because we were we were right there with the best team in the East. We very easily should have won had we st- shut down one play. Did they win or lose, John? We lost, okay. but for the most part, we shut down Jason Tatum until that last play. And that there there are, there are positives that you can draw from that. The defense can pick it up. A level, and and I appreciate that. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So to react to any of this stuff from the weekend, Eagles all season up ahead, all of it on the table. Phil season. Let's go to Mike right now. Mike, good morning, buddy. Hey, good morning, everybody. Congratulations on the new show. Thanks, Mike. Um, I'm calling about the Phillies, but real quick on the Sixers. I think they've got the players, but they need to change the coach, and I think he is ruining Maxi by moving him around. Put him in a place, let him stay, mm-hmm. let him play. The guy's amazing. Well, you know, I'll say this. They, they have a lot of firepower at the first unit, and I understand why. I mean, it goes back to an old Red Auerbach thing from about 60 years ago. You're trying to have, maybe 50 years ago, you're trying to have one of your better offensive players as your sixth man. I, res- I respect the intent behind it. I think Maxie's just got to sort of uh, find his groove, which obviously is being pointed out he hasn't, hasn't yet found. But I think it's a sound logic. Yeah, you're correct about that, but if you look at every single Sixers game, it's the same thing. There's one guy deep in each corner. There's you know another guy somewhere by the side. Totally. And it's Embiid, and it's, uh, what's his name, you know, controlling the ball, and nobody moves, nobody crashes the boards, nobody cuts. You look at the Celtics, exactly opposite. Constantly cutting, constantly moving, passing the ball to the open guy. The Sixers just pass the ball from where they are yep. with no movement. But back to the Phillies game. I live near Fort Lauderdale. I've been down here 25 years, and I drove to the game in Clearwater. And let me tell you, what a great atmosphere at the Clearwater, at the game in Clearwater. 
and the pitch clock is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. And sorry, Rhea, third third strike, if you're not in the in the box, you don't have to fix your gloves, adjust your crotch, play with your hair, wipe, wipe the sweat off your head, be in, <laughs> be in the box, be ready to go, man. I'm with you. Amen. I love it. Mike, give me a big-time answer for who or what is a great third. Um, how about Mike Schmidt? Anybody say him? Yes, has been said. Give me someone else. All right, I'm going to go for my famous answer. I gave this to you guys last year about another question. Thurston Howe the third. You know, ah. it's already been said. You got one more shot. You're going to oh, kill his me. wife Babe was Ruth, said. Number three. Uh, oh, Babe Ruth. Yeah, it's a good one. Babe Ruth. Oh, your all-time favorite player, right? He, well, my... Thurston Howe was said, not his wife. Joe brought up his oh, wife after. Correct. Okay. And yeah, Babe Babe three because he was a number three and batted third in the batting order, which is why he was number three. Because the Yankees original, uh, I think they were the first team ever to have numbers. Correct. And the reason they gave him number three is because he batted third. Lou Gehrig, number four, because he batted fourth. Is he still your favorite player of all time, or have you rethought that? You think I changed my opinion in the last two weeks? Yeah. He didn't do anything bad in the last two weeks. <laughs> He's well, dead. Yeah. He tried to talk you out <laughs> of your decision yeah, and to you, make him your favorite player. And you failed in that quest. Vision quest denied. Let's go to Drew in Westchester. What's up, Drew? Hey, folks. Hi, so, Drew. This is not the main... This is not the main point of my call, but Joe, one of my goals is to make you a Bryson Stott fan this season. I really think you will end up liking this guy a lot. We'll find out. He just comes off as a winning uh, player to me, and I think he's going to make a big leap uh, this year. Now, I do, I, ha- I have an equal as well, but on the field, I do think your point about the Bryce storyline kind of flying under the radar is legitimate. I'm concerned about if we're, while he's out, going to be able to hit enough home runs because I think you really do need home runs to win games at times. But I do on a positive note, just think the vibes are really good around this team right now. It just kind of feels like a black cloud was lifted just getting back to the playoff I agree. last year. And they just seem a lot looser. I hate of course, to handle it well. I totally agree with you, Drew. I think the end of the season was great vibes. No question. And the town's obviously loving them and, you know, the ballpark's going to be a lot more full than it's been probably any year since 2012. So it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool, man. Yeah, I hope the fans, you know, show up in good attendance from the uh, from the jump and all. And then uh, just super quick on the uh, – I heard uh, Rhea's report about uh, Sean Desai getting um, a second interview. And I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this guy, but what I do like about him is – he spent the past season, you know, under Pete Carroll, and I feel I feel like Pete Carroll has groomed a lot of good defensive coordinators in his time in the NFL. So I'm definitely intrigued by that. I think you spend a year under that guy, you're you know bound to just get a lot of you know knowledge. Well, plus, a lot of- yeah, definitely. Well, and Carroll's just one of the best NFL coaches this century. I mean, there's no question. I mean, Belichick won, Reed two. Carroll, Harbaugh, and Tomlin in some order, probably three, four, and five. I mean, you're talking about guys that get to the playoffs. I mean, he got to the playoffs last year with Geno Smith, which was a miracle. It was Did a miracle. Did you see all that stuff about Russell trying to get him and the GM yeah. fired? He denied it. Had his own had his own office on the second floor with the uh, with the Broncos. I yeah. mean, you want to talk diva? He's one of the worst diva I've ever heard of. Well, you know, so I was thinking that, and 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 maybe that is true. But it was Cliff Averill that came out over the weekend and had a bit, and he was from the defense and had a big support of Russell Wilson tweet. Basically, like, I've been around this guy for a long time, and it's really unfair what people say about him. So, I don't know what to From believe. From afar, do you have a very good impression of him over the past year? Oh, the past year is a disaster. 
Total disaster. Hey, Drew, give me a great answer, man, for who or what is a great third. All right, so I'm going to the world of basketball, and I'm going to go uh, Chris Bosh when he was with the Heat. It was LeBron, Wade, and then Bosh was the third. It sure was. Although the better answer from basketball could have been said. I mean, come on, man. You don't go Dennis Rodman. You don't go. I mean, I'm sorry. You don't, don't go James Worthy. I mean, you got Chris Bosh. He gets one offensive rebound, and he finds his way into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, famer. which is a farce, by the way. He was a good player, Chris Bosh. Correct. Yeah, he's a he's, correct. he's maybe a Hall of Famer on his own. Like, he might actually be a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Listen, it's it's just low standard basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, oh I agree. It's a, it's an embarrassment. Come on, Chris Bosh. But I think Chris Bosh is like on the line. I think he's close to. I think he might be oh, underrated. Chris Bosh. For the love of God, I'm just telling you. Twitter poll question of the day. It is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armin Chevrolet celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. Today's question is: Bryce Harper being out for half the season an under discussed storyline. Amongst Phillies fans, A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. James, let me ask you a question. Of course, you can wait on the phone lines. James, let me ask you a question. In the world that I would prefer to have, which would be, if you're going to have a wild card, only a wild card, one. How different, James, do you think the talking points would be entering the season about a sense of urgency without Bryce if there was one wild card instead of three? Very. It'd be very different. I mean, look, we wouldn't have nearly the excitement about the team because they wouldn't have made the World Series last year. That's right. The, you know, so, but but I, it would definitely be a, a much a much more concerning thing heading into the season. You're right about that. I mean, that's my point of frustration, John. I just feel like in, in You're a, frustrated that our team has a chance to win a World Series I, in part because they've expanded <laughs> the playoffs. I am I'm frustrated that I want to beat your face, but I'm going to avoid that for now. I'm frustrated by the fact that. They make it too easy. Baseball makes it, and all the sports yeah, do. It was so it was too. Yeah, easy. you'd rather bet ninety percent of the league the season's over in August. That'd be I, listen, so fun. Here's my here's my rule: give James, the World Series away, James. Just gift it. Here's to a, a separate team here's, every year. Here's a Joe to camera if I'm king rule. Oh great! You do not get to complain about participation trophy society if you prefer participation trophies in baseball. It's they still have the least teams of any sport. It's it's not like Don't you make it seem. Like... <laughs> Don't get to complain. I'm just saying. A participation you trophy. must be fun at parties. <laughs> Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, coming up. Speaking of sport storylines that are way under the radar, an aspect of the Jalen Hurts contract negotiation that we've got to get into, and I'll say this: we have not discussed one time in our show, whether it was last week, whether it was when we were in the midday show. Big aspect for us all to be aware of. We'll get to that. We'll rock all the calls. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Any dog person knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. Dogs at healthy weights can live as much as 16% longer than overweight ones. That's two and a half years. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made for human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. They send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. Brought to you by Mount Holly Nissan. Both Eagle coordinator positions remain vacant. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport says Seahawks associate head coach and defensive assistant Sean Desai will be in Philadelphia today 
interviewing a second time for the Birds' defensive coordinator position. NFL Combine getting underway tomorrow, which is where a lot of deals negotiating gets done. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Chicago Bears have been approached about trading the number one pick in the draft and adding the Bears are, quote-unquote, leaning toward doing that. New 2023s are arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan, located minutes from everywhere on Route 38 online, mounthollynissan.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast, increasing clouds, rain later, high of 46. It is currently 39. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. All right, Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on this uh, Monday morning, on a weekend, following a weekend, that is, after I think we finally, at least for me, first turned the attention away from the Eagles. It was nice to have the Phils back in front of us, see some games, um, think less about the Eagles, which was nice. Yeah, we, we needed it. We did. We did kind of need it. It felt like I was, I don't know, scrubbing off, you know, yeah. cleaning up a little bit. Some of that. Own, my mindset. Yep. Now, look, free agency is coming fast and furious, and obviously we're going to swing right on back to the Eagles really hardcore really, really quickly because this thing gets real in about two weeks. Plus, they've got a whole big – It's ch- real right now. Like, the, the, oh, yeah. what's going on right now, they're, they're doing everything they can to make sure they get their guys signed before these other teams get their guys signed. They're going to try. And were you, John, were you, were you bothered and or were you just resigned – I guess it would be or when 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 Ross joined us last hour, it's like, oh yeah, Bradbury's gone, because I think he's probably right, but I didn't think it was. I don't think of it as, as quick to the draws. He put it. What's your what's your impression of that? I think that we as a fan base are underestimating Howie Roseman's ability to manipulate this cap to some degree. Now, I say that because this is this is going to be a huge deal that they hand Jalen Hurts, but I. I feel like because this would have been his, you know, fourth year, you can still do the like extension type thing where you add a big bonus for this year, but where it doesn't kill you in the cap for this season. So I feel like this year, 2023, how we still got this window where it's not quite going to be like the, the Patrick Mahomes, $45 million a year thing where we can still manage better than what people are giving Howie credit. So I do not think it's automatic that James Bradbury is out of here. I think he's going to be worth a lot. See, the reason I think he's out of here is because I think he will get the biggest contract of all Eagles free agents. Mm, Not Hargrave? Yeah, because when I say big, it might not be as much money year one, but just total value because he's younger than Hargrave. And I think it's one of those two. So you're saying it, it feels like it's impossible that you can bring both back? I would, I, th- I would think so. I don't feel like it's impossible. Well, it's not impossible, but then, but then, you, don't, but then you lose a whole bunch of other guys. Yes. Say Amalo, Epps, and I have no Gardner, problem Gardner Johnson. Well, um, I don't want to lose. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of dudes in there. Uh, so, all right, so look, you can respond to the Eagles, the Phils, the Sixers in the weekend, all of it on the table, 215-592-9494. Let's talk right now to uh, Zach in Mount Laurel. Hi, Zach. Hey, guys, how you doing this morning? Super, Zach. I just want to give a quick shout to James. Um, I made made a comment to him when I was calling in. 
I love the extended segments as opposed to the frequent commercial breaks and peppering in small commercials. I think that's an excellent change and it's super underrated. So credit to James. James, oh. congratulations. Well, wasn't all me, but I appreciate Way that. Way to go, Thank James. <laughs> so, Good job there, James. It's what I, I do. You know, thank you. I appreciate this. <laughs> That's great. All right, Zach, go ahead, pal. So I've got two points. First off, um, I think the number one, outside of Jalen, obviously, I think the number one priority we need to consider in free agency is Gardner Johnson. I think he's got way too much potential. He's super young. He's really versatile, and it seems to be the general consensus. So I want to see if you guys agreed, and I had a Phillies point after. You think he's the biggest priority? I think Javon Hargrave is, but I really want C.J. Gardner-Johnson too, and I really want James Bradbury, and I wonder if we can do all three. So, Zach, I'll say this, and and this is going to sound a little, a little nebulous, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think the biggest priority of who to sign – is who the position they think they won't get with pick 10. Which I, as we sit here today, don't know that answer. Meaning if they feel super confident they can get a cornerback at pick 10 and it's someone they can really lock in year one as a starter, then I'd say Zach McF- then I tell you Bradbury's less important. But if there is not that corner in that spot, I'm just telling you, man, who you think you're going to draft really factors into this. It's a puzzle. I think that's an excellent point. I mean, that, that, that obviously changes things. I, I think it's just as a fair stick currently. I think, I think Richie made an excellent point, but I, I still kind of hold firm on Gardner Johnson personally. Um, I wanted to make a quick Phillies point, sure. if it's all right. Yeah. Um, I kind of want I, – I know we're all about accountability on WIP. Um, you guys, uh, John, James, Joe, all said pitch clock is excellent. I agree personally. So I wanted to have you on record. God forbid this happens to the Phillies. Will you hold firm in saying the pitching clock is a good idea, or will you, once it happens, if it happens to the Phillies, you're going to say the pitching clock sucks? Zach, I swear to God, I'll hold firm and say this is. I mean, listen, unless I, unless, unless I determine over an extended period of time this isn't working for some reason, it's got to get tweaked or thrown out. But I doubt that'll happen. I will not complain if a, if a Phillies batter is not ready and the Phillies lose a game accordingly. I'm not going to be mad at Major League Baseball. I'm going to be mad at the Phillies player. Exactly. I'm going to say, yo, it's dude. It's very clear cut what he needs to do. Yeah, what part yeah. of the rule did you not understand? Yeah. That's your fault. 100% agreed. Yeah. Zach, give me a big answer, man. Who or what is a great third? So I don't know if this wins on WIP, but it wins in my heart personally. I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan, and I got to go with Return of the Jedi. An interesting answer yeah, right there. Sure. I love the answer. Except for the, that's the, it was technically six, you're going to say? No, except, no, no, except for the Wookiees. They, 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 it's nonsense. What do you mean? Not, not Wait, Wookiees. Not, not Wookiees. Not Wookiees. Not Wookiees. The, uh, the Ewoks. Ewoks. You have a problem yes. with the Ewoks. Well, most people do. The Ewoks, Dude, they, they somehow the Ewoks were wonderful. Uh, Were they? 1983, as a kid, watching Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks were your favorite. Uh, yeah, they're easily the worst wicked, part of the first wicked. three movies. What if Wicked you're not seven, seven years old? The little baby Ewok. Oh, Remember the awful. baby? It's awful. Everyone loved the Ewok. No. <laughs> no. Ray, no. Ray, Everyone Ray, did Ewok? not love the Ewok. Ewok. I have never seen a single Star Wars. Oh. I know. What? Yeah. Wow. James, I hate to do it yeah. to her. Wow. No, that's not what you got to hit. How did you? Yes. Shame. Huh? 
Shane. <laughs> Shane. Yes. Re explain yourself, please. I am not a sci fi person in any way, shape, or form. Never have been. I don't care for it at all. Have you seen Back to the Future? I did. The, I loved it. I didn't think that was as much sci fi as it was telling a story. I th- I, well, I, Star Wars is a story. It is a saga. It's a story. Uh, great a... stories ever told. Yeah. I mean, Good it's... versus evil. <laughs> Come on. I don't. I Trying would to bring not, balance to the force? I would yeah. not put dun, 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 Back to dun, the Future in the same genre dun. as Star Wars. Oh, well. well I, mean, I mean, both sci fi. Both classic. Both adventure sci fi. I consider sci-fis. that like hardcore sci fi. I just don't. I'm disappointed. All I right. know. I, I knew that this was going to well, come up. Yeah, well, we've got an assignment at some point. We'll figure out when it is and we'll see if you. you know. I think you're misguided. Big on assignments on this show. What, <laughs> of what Star Wars is. I mean, it's just a great story. It's a. A world. Yeah, it's in a spaceship. Indulgent. It's in a spaceship for like I 10 minutes. I won't watch movies that go out into outer space. Don't care for them either. All right. All right. Let's go to the phones. Let's, oh. go, to, let's go to Rich right now. I'm flustered. Heartbroken. Rich, what's bit. up? What's up, buddy? Heartbroken. Richie Rich. Hey, hey pal. Hey, guys. Hey, How Rich. you doing? How you doing? Good. Yeah. I think that Andrew Painter is going to make them very, very happy. But I think with Painter... You're going to have to limit him to about 85 pitches. I feel that you really don't want to overextend the kid at this point. They'll be very careful, Rich. Uh, it, it's yeah. not going to just be how many pitches in games. It's going to be how many games. And that's why you're hearing a lot of people talk about a six-man rotation. And, um, you know, which is on one hand a little annoying, but I get it. They're, they're trying to stretch him. They're trying to keep him. Look, Phillies have a chance to win a World Series. And you want to have this guy be able to pitch in the postseason and, and not run into, what was it, years ago, Strasburg? They made, yeah. the, made yeah. the playoffs and, and they shut him pitch. down. Well, and it's also for Nolan Wheeler. I mean, those guys pitched mornings than they ever have this totally. past season, went super deep. So yeah. you need to give those guys rest throughout the season. Yep. Yeah, they'll, ma- as, they'll manage that, Rich. Yeah. As far as the uh, rules, I'm okay with most of the rules, but the only rule that I really, really hate is the damn zombie runner. Oh, my goodness. Why do we need that that runner? If well, you're going to go with extra innings, play extra innings. I, I agree with you. Look, I'm okay, I'm okay with, with it. it. I wish they it didn't have it, it up. but I, I can deal with it. They don't want long games. They, they don't want, you know, pitchers, agents to complain. My guy had to pitch three innings and, a, you know. They don't want Wilson Valdez pitching in the 18th yeah. inning. I mean, Rich, I think – I would rather the rule not exist and you have what we always had, but I also don't think it's the end of the world. Rich, give me a great answer. Who or what is a great third? Okay. How about a, a, a great pirate third baseman, Bill Madlock? All right, you got it, man. Bill Madlock. Bill yeah. Madlock? And why is he, what do you say, a pilot? A pirate. pirate. I thought he said a pilot third baseman. all the third basemen in the world, <laughs> in the history of baseball. Man. The Brooks Robinsons or whoever James you want to say. Like, really? Didn't Bill Matlock win a batting title? Sure. He might have won a couple. Sure. Yeah, you know, you Bill Matlock. Like so so Schmitty's off the board, but you'd rather like George Brett be said. Sure. Yeah. Or, you know, Brooks Robinson or yeah. one of the, you know, the classics. Would you like A-Rod being said? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Less so. Let me ask you a question. Schmitty or A-Rod? Schmitty. Just asking the question. Well, A-Rod played short for I know. half the career, So, Schmitty still gets to claim greatest third baseman. Greatest third baseman of all time. Because a- half of A-Rod's career was short, yeah, right? Absolutely, I, yeah. I agree with you, but just barely, by the way. Yeah. Because A-Rod had a long time at third base. He was pretty good. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Also kind of cheated there quite a bit. All right, coming up in one minute, an aspect of the Jalen Hurts 
contract negotiation that we have not touched on at all, and it is a whopper of a topic. What it is, I'll tell you in one minute. Join me now and bet pro in college hoops, golf, hockey, MMA, and more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app I have recommended on air for the last several years. Bet on more than just the score. Bet player and game props and more. Bet on player performances. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Bet on player points, assists, rebounds, and more. And check out Pro Basketball. We're six-point favorites tonight hosting Miami. We're minus 240 on the money line. The over-under is 216 points. Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. You must be 21 and in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so Eagles offseason, you know, March is going to be a huge month because it's when you get to retain free agents, you get to get other people's free agents, you get to sign your own dudes. Hopefully the Eagles will lock up Hurts, and they probably will. But there is an aspect to this Hurts thing we have not talked much about at all. And it revolves around the concept of how much money you're willing to give him in a guaranteed fashion. Put another way, are you actually willing to give him a fully guaranteed contract? Now, now, now hear me out for a sec. Let's, let's connect some dots. It was a couple years ago, Kirk Cousins, he leaves Washington, he goes to Minnesota, he becomes the first player in NFL history to get a fully guaranteed deal. Three-year deal, is about $90 million. It was kind of stunning at the time because no one had ever gotten that deal. Um, you go to last year, and, you, of course, you have the Deshaun Watson deal in Cleveland. It's a fully guaranteed deal. And it also happened to be for a tremendous amount of money, $230 million. Now, tuck that away and just listen for a moment. An ESPN article recently, John, because ESPN had an article entitled Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, and an awkward year in limbo. And we all know it's been a disaster down there. He didn't play in a playoff game. A lot of people thought, including his own team, that he was going to play. A lot of people think he did not play because – he hadn't gotten the contract that he wanted. It was really a didn't mess. didn't even travel with the team to the game. Yeah, it was really, 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 really bad luck. And in, in the midst of their article, this is what ESPN.com writes about that situation. And just think about Hurts when you think about this. It says, Lamar Jackson, who has vowed not to speak publicly about his contract since the start of the 2022 regular season, wants a fully guaranteed deal in line with the five-year $230 million contract the Cleveland Browns gave to Sean Watson in March. The Ravens, meanwhile, are balking at guaranteeing the full amount, according to team sources. Jackson turned down a five-year, $250 million contract in September that included $133 million guaranteed, far less than Watson's deal, but more than the guaranteed figures awarded to Russell Wilson, $124 million, and Kyler Murray, $103 million, last offseason. Article goes on to say, and this is a what they call a, quote, high-ranking NFL executive said the following. Just because the Browns were desperate doesn't mean the Ravens are. They are, a, they are a stable franchise. They aren't about to jump at something just because Cleveland did it. Now, John, I have heard you a number of times on this show, and I've heard many people on this show, say that whoever signs next will get the biggest deal. Next being could be Lamar, could be Hurts. Could be Burrow. Whoever signs first gets the biggest deal, and then whoever goes next gets the next biggest deal, like the the bigger deal, and so on. Okay, but there is a real big problem in the room. 
And it's that the Cleveland Browns did something that I guarantee you the Eagles don't want to do. Right. And that was guarantee the whole deal. Right. So, John, like, this is a a major, major, major issue. That oh, yeah. if 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 Jalen Hurts is of the mindset of of Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, and yo, I want the whole thing guaranteed. Now we've got an impasse. John Ritchie, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this is because no uh, one's talking about it. The Deshaun Watson thing is a real problem. Fully guaranteed, he's two hundred and thirty million dollars. Can't do I that mean, if you're the Eagles. This is more than twice Can't do it. the fully guaranteed amount for any other quarterback. We've talked about how the next quarterback gets paid the most. It's not necessarily true that the next quarterback gets the most fully guaranteed money. And I don't think because of the way that Jalen plays, and I think this factors in in Baltimore also because of the way Lamar plays, they can't possibly go with that, hey, we're going all in. It's it's all guaranteed. It's going that, – that's the sticking point. And I'll add another point now. Because of the organization's history with Carson Wentz, and I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear it. He was going to tell me Jalen's totally different than, than Wentz, and I agree with you. He's totally different. But there is clear evidence of a crash and burn that was in part related to an injury. Multiple injuries, by the way. The back is not the same. And if you fully – I, I, I think there is a 0% chance the Eagles will fully guarantee. Zero. The, the Jalen Hurts contract, unless it's so low that they're like, sure, we'll give you $120 million guarantee, but it's a four-year, $120 million deal, which Jalen Hurts would never sign. Rhea, James, talk to me here. I mean, this is – see, I think this is more complicated. Most people oh. are of the mindset, oh, they'll just figure it out. This gets a little tricky here. Oh, no, if I'm the agent for Jalen Hurts, and I don't think – does Lamar have an agent? He's he his just, own agent. I think he, he, yeah. just oh, did he just – I might have. I'll okay. double-check. But yeah. he had previously wrong. not had an agent. You know, you're looking at this and going, you gave that guy that all that money and with all the baggage, and I've got no baggage, yep. and I've took you to the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson has really done nothing in this league. That that contract screwed over every owner in the NFL probably lost yeah. their mind over that contract because they can't say, well, you know, you can't do this, you can't. Well, he's done a lot. So, James, can the Eagles look at Jalen and say, love you, love you, big guy, but that contract – doesn't count for this negotiation. Yeah, I think every team will. And again, yeah. as, as as crazy as it is considering the situation, Deshaun Watson had a lot of leverage in that situation. He had to choose to go to Cleveland. They wanted him. They had to remember the whole thing. He wasn't going to go to Cleveland, and then they added stuff and all that, and they gave him the guarantee money. And the Eagles had, and the Eagles looked in him. Right. And he had leverage yeah. there. Whereas Jalen like has leverage that any quarterback has, but not the same type of I won't go to your team and I will not let you trade for me. Unless you give me this contract. And if no I, I don't team, see any way this happens. If no team gives anybody a guaranteed after this, it probably will be very easy for the NFL Players Association to approve collusion. Maybe. May, I don't know. I, I Listen, um, teams would be willing to give a fully guaranteed deal if it's a low deal. I mean, that's what it, it ultimately comes down to. How high are we talking? Well, what's low? They, this is such a relative term. <laughs> it is. You know, like <laughs> yes. when, when you right. said, hey, they'll be happy to throw out $120 million guaranteed. They would. I mean, Russell Wilson got $124 million fully guaranteed. Yeah. That's a massive number. Right. And, and as massive as that is, Deshaun Watson still beats it by over $100 million <laughs> Well, that's my guaranteed. point. Yeah, that's that, crazy. Uh, listen, I'm just telling you, this is a – if Jalen Hurts – 
wants to advocate for the fully guaranteed deal thing. And let's be real, guys. We have no idea what he's thinking because to this point there has not been one story, not one, about what him and his agent are thinking. There's no comments on the record. There's no nothing leaked. Well, the only thing he said was at the end of the season when they asked him about his contract, he just said, I'm not talking about right now, that right now. I just care about winning, was what he said at the end of the season. So we'll it, see. It could get messy. I hope it doesn't. But, it, but I will say this. As an Eagles fan, I hope the Eagles do have a line in the sand at some point. You can't just give the guy the keys to the castle. I mean, you, you can't. You can give him a lot. You can't give him a fully guaranteed deal of $200 million. You just can't do it. Let's go to the phones. Your reaction to that, plus the fills over the weekend. The Sixers lost and more. Let's talk to Tom in Abington right now. Yo, Tom. Yo, gang. How we doing this morning? Great, Tom. So, uh, I'll get to Hertz's contract in a second, but what a mistake the uh, Sixers made having Devontae Smith ring the bell before <laughs> the Celtics game? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm okay with him ringing the bell. I just wish he was not in Celtics garb later on. Yeah, and getting the bro hug at the end of the game with the jersey. I mean, Tom, do you really do, do you really think they should not have Devontae Smith ring a bell? Not for no, a Celtics not before game. The Celtics game is the point. So yeah. you're saying just choose a different game? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fine. It's very well known he's a Celtics fan. So yep. I'm moving on. I last week I was talking to the freak and the geek about this uh, Hertz contract, and what we came up with was. Um, because I was really interested in the bonus aspect and, and what counts against the cap or not mm-hmm. as far as bonuses attained through the season. And it was really vague. Um, so they came down with two categories, what's likely to be attained and what's unlikely to be attained. And right. what's unlikely counts against the cap, right? What's likely counts against the cap. Yeah, I think you said it backwards, Tom. Okay, I said it backwards. Yeah. But you guys get where I'm going with this. So what's to stop a GM from pushing the limits of that? Sure. Well, I'm you sure Howie tries to. Yeah. I mean, Howie would be the guy to do it, right? Well, yeah, but he's not the only general manager in football that understands how the rules work. I mean, it's uh... – No, but he's usually at the forefront of these cat moves. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But that's so, very different for a quarterback, for Jalen Hurts, the idea of, okay, we'll, we'll give you this uh, stipulation in your contract – it's a not likely to be earned incentive. That's very different from totally guaranteed money. Correct. That the, these quarterbacks are looking for. They want the, the the certainty, and one of them just got all the certainty in the world with two hundred and thirty million guaranteed. And by the way, played bad when he came back. Absolutely. Which is another. Now maybe that's his like unworkably bad. Yeah. Now maybe that's back. the when Michael Vick was rusty coming out of jail, and so maybe there's the rust factor. But, you know, Tom, all of that's going to fit into the puzzle of how the Eagles look at this, and it creates, in my opinion, a far more complicated thing than most people are aware of. I would just keep in the back of my mind those bonuses and try to play with them as much as I can because there's so much vagueness there with likely and unlikely. I think he could pull something off there. All right, Tom, give me an answer. Who or what is a great third? Uh, that would be Marshall Mathers the third. You got it, man. It's Eminem. All right, let's go to Eric right now in Royersford. Oh, by the way, speaking of music, a little Eminem. I, I don't think we can make a request to Richie doing Eminem. But, John, are you open-minded to maybe Ooh. this week a little, little dabble into your, your music library and uh, pulling sure. out that guitar and uh, entertain us in a little bit? I'll, yeah, I'll try. You know, some of the songs that we had uh, the other day when we were trying to pull you out of the dumps. <laughs> Uh, there yeah. were some good ones. Didn't work, by the way. Don't you, you do a version speaker? of I Will Survive? Oh, yeah. He yeah. does a phenomenal version. I've heard it. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I will just survive. Think of one. Turn the page. Yeah. 
Just, yeah. just put I'll, the old thinking cap on. A little on. experimentation. See what you come up with. Let's go to Eric right now in Royersford. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hi, Eric. Uh, how's you guys doing today? How was your weekend? Uh, I watched a lot of volleyball from my daughter's <laughs> volleyball tournament. Eric, he doesn't sound um, totally enthralled by it, if you have to ask me based on his it, reaction. It was there. a lot of volleyball. Oh, Lots. Extra not enthralled. Okay. Uh, no, I, I appreciated being there. Uh, what's going on, Eric? Uh, my question, I wanted to circle back to the Phillies and the pitch clock thing. Like, I remember I was listening to it on the radio, and they said Trey Turner didn't even step out of the box for, for his advance as far as the pitch count. Awesome. But, yeah. I didn't remember but, that, but uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, Bryce Harper, he's ours, but he, without a doubt, has one of the most annoying pre-at-bat rituals. Yes. yes. Like, and I mean, how will he manage that? Too. Rob Thompson yeah. said it could be difficult for him. Yeah. Yep. He's going to have to trim so, it down. So, what if he gets in the box with the eight seconds left, but his ritual takes nine seconds? Does that get dinged on the pitcher then? Or does the pitcher just, as soon as the guy's in the I box, suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I honestly don't know the answer, Eric. But if, if Bryce Harper is tap, 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 tapping the plate and the clock hits zero and he hasn't looked up at the pitcher, you know, sort of ready to go. Eight. Batter has to be ready by eight No, seconds. I know. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, would, I would say that's probably going to be a strike against Bryce Harper, I think. Yeah, because. Because as soon as he's in, the pitcher should be free to go because he's got to worry about his time, too. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 we're, we're all going to have to see this a little bit more and understand fully how it works. All right, Eric, give me a great answer for who or what is a great third. Well, I was going to say Return of the Jedi, but that's gone. So I'm going to go with dessert. Appetizer, main course, dessert. Dessert. You got it, man. like nice. that answer. Uh, speaking of Bryce Harper, something related to Bryce from over the weekend that we haven't yet talked about today and need to. We'll get to that coming up in one minute. Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Pennsylvania only. All promotions. Subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Joe to Cameron, John Rich. You know, let me do something. I've been doing this a little bit more lately. I don't know why, but I'm going to do it again right now. I'm going to stand up again, John. Oh. I'm going to give another standard ovation. And this is something I never thought four years ago I would do. I mean, I certainly never thought three years ago I would do this. A standing ovation for Bryce Harper's contract. Wow! Welcome aboard, buddy! And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why this is really apropos today. If anyone missed it over the weekend, Manny Machado, and everyone will remember that winter into, like, I don't know, early spring, Harper, Machado, Machado, Harper, who should the Phillies get? Machado, Harper, Harper, Machado. Well, Machado went to San Diego. Harper came to Philly. But Bryce Harper came to Philly without an out clause. There was no way for him to opt out of the contract, which Manny Machado did last week. And he got a new deal over the weekend, talking about Machado. 
11 years, $350 million, which means his entire Padres thing is now going to end up being a 15-year deal, which is just ridiculous. So it's 15 for 470 So if you did it just, they signed him the same day. Harper got 13 for 330. Manny Machado's going to end up being 15 for 470. $150 million more, two extra years. And you guys will remember how much I love the Harper deal. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't me telling you this is going to be a steal down the road, but okay. Okay. So uh, credit uh, Matt Clintock? Yeah, I mean, honestly, credit John Middleton. Little Matt Clintock? And that's the last time we'll ever credit him for anything. I know. But you know what, John? In all seriousness, all jokes aside, um, we are lucky because it would have hung over us as a fan base, even last October, if we knew Bryce was like, oh, well, Bryce is like a month away from being able to opt out, which he probably would have. But they got him on a deal when he did not have that option. Bryce did talk about upon signing that that mattered to him. Now, whether he really meant it or just said it as a talking point to try to ingratiate himself to the fan base, I don't know. But he did say it. He signed it. And certainly comparative to what San Diego has to deal with, which will ultimately end up being paying Machado about an extra hundred million. It, yeah. it's, it really is quite How a big difference. Uh, Harper is going to be earning $26 million for the next six years annually, and then $22 million a year for his final three seasons. Yeah. It's so palatable. It is so team-friendly. And I'm glad that you finally <laughs> come to grips with that. Took show. you a while. For Took that me a Welcome long, aboard. Took me a long time to kind of see the light on that one. I, I've made a mistake or two in my life. That is uh, <laughs> one of the mistake or two in my life. Let's go to Ken and Cinnaminson. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, friends. Hey, Ken. So, Joe, to quote uh, somebody on this radio station who says it quite often, welcome to wisdom. Yeah. Harper. Yeah. You're, uh, you're a little late to the party, but we'll let you on the bus. <laughs> uh, and But I will say I have to agree with you, Joe. The Ewoks, I was out when I saw the zippers in the back of the suits, as Aww. far as I'm concerned. Far you as didn't I'm concerned, see they zippers. Haven't made a real, oh, yeah, you did. Hey, you did. <laughs> I haven't, they haven't made a real Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. That's just where I come from. But, you know, I'm older than you guys. Aww. So Seven was pretty good, man. I and, haven't, and, and Ro- I haven't and Rogue, seen one. And Rogue One <laughs> was very one. good. The, the, the Han Solo movie stunk, but Rogue One was a good one. I, I haven't seen one since uh, since. Uh, Return of the Jedi because it was obvious that it was becoming a Muppet movie. So it, it got I, a, I, it got a little, yeah, it um, got a little. little I moved off. on. Yeah. So on on Jalen's contract, real quick, I, I think that the first page of the NFL GM rulebook it says in the first sentence, "Don't do what the Cleveland Browns do." Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's kind of a, a good guidepost for us here. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not particularly worried about it. You know, Jalen is that three to one that he calls himself. And, uh, you know, I'm not particularly worried that they're going to get backed into a corner on on guaranteeing him the entire contract with a huge pot of money. I just want to see them sign him before the Giants sign Daniel Jones because if Daniel mm-hmm. Jones gets $45 million a year, what's Jalen Hurts going to be able to yeah. demand from the Eagles? Right. So that that's more important to me than the, than the Deshaun Watson uh, contract. Well, uh, I'll, tell you, turn- I'll tell you this. <laughs> it's not to me because, Ken, you know – Great players, they want to measure themselves against others that are perceived as great players. And Deshaun Watson, prior to his not being a good player this year, was considered a great player. He got $230 million. I mean, think of it this way. If, if Hertz is willing to take – if Hertz wants to push above $160 million in guarantee, that's still $70 million less than Watson. 
I mean, that that's a problem, man. Daniel Jones's contract is not a problem for the Eagles. Deshaun Watson's contract, big problem. Big, well, I, I, big. I don't think it big is. Big problem. I, look, I, I, I think yeah, it's I so know. far off base. It's so f- crazy that every team who's negotiating with a quarterback right now, they are very, like, matter-of-factly stating, look, that's bizarre. And you think what Hurst- the Browns did that no one will ever do that again. You think Hurts' agent will be doing his job if he just says, oh, okay. Her job. Her job. It's not her job. Okay. Yeah, it's a woman. Yeah. You, John, you think she'll be doing her job? She's like, oh, no problem. Th- uh, thanks for that intel, Howie. Yeah, we, we will discount that. No. We, right? I mean, that's. And, that, and it'll make this a harder fight. Yeah, point. this is her most ho- high profile client, correct? Yes. So, I mean, yes, this is kind a of a big deal for her, too. Very big deal. Yeah. All right, Ken, give me a great answer here, man, for I who have... or what's a great third. Well, just just a real quick Phillies point, yeah. Joe, because you're talking about um, not not really talking enough about missing Bryce Harper in the first half of the season. Let me let me couch it for you this way: uh, by about the All Star break, we're going to be start. You're going to start to hear people talking about the trade deadline and acquisitions that people are going to make at the trade deadline to try and get better. And there's not a team in Major League Baseball that's going to make a better acquisition than the Phillies getting Bryce Harper back into the lineup before the trade deadline. So. That's the way I look at it. I mm. think we're going to be fine. Well, listen, Ken, you're right. No player will change, will enter a team better than him. But, but it'd be nice to have him for the full six months instead of three. Sure. I mean, but, it know, is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. Ken, exactly. give me a great answer. Who's the third? Uh, to me, the most entertaining movie of the franchise, Rocky Three. Already been said. Give me a different one. It has? Yep. Well, then I don't have one. James let me down. That was my fault. I didn't hear it. Sometimes I miss them when I'm on hold or when I'm on the phone. I miss an answer. So what's the best? Blamed you too. Third, I know he did. Came at me. James let him down. It's tough. What's the best third? Third movie. (laughs) Um, It's not Godfather. No, no, it's not. It's a good question. Hmm. I think Rocky Three is the best. Rocky Three is great. I mean, it's really Uh, good. There's got to be a better. I mean, Return of the Jedi would be up there. Your Return of the Jedi, I, w- I would take over Rocky Three. I mean, Last Crusade's really good. Oh, that's a good one. Last that's, Crusade's great. That's better than Rocky Three. Uh, yeah, it is. Yes. I don't know. I don't think you can say that. Rocky Three's my favorite Rocky. You must choose wisely, John. You must choose wisely. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, two one five five nine two. He's flummoxed with the night. Yeah, the night. <laughs> if you're going to choose the cop, choose the right one.